Shameless plug, my wife is the best. Go follow her. Hi there, my name is Natalie Nation. And I'm Paul. And you're watching Feed That Nation. Tonight we are finishing up National Nutrition Month, the month of March, where I've been talking about eating well for college students. And tonight our topic is cooking, eating, and shopping for food when you live with roommates. So obviously, I've got my current and my favorite roommate here, but we're gonna be talking about some of our past college living situations, um, what we did when we lived with other people for food, and just kind of talking through some pros and cons of that, those situations and giving some tips. So I can get started. So my most significant living situation before I got married and moved in with Paul was I lived with one roommate in an apartment with a full kitchen. My roommate's name was Danielle. Hi, Danielle. I'd say on a scale of never to every single day, every single meal, we probably ate maybe half of our meals together. We did pretty much all of our grocery shopping together and we probably, we cooked together probably about as often as we ate together, so about half the time. Depending on our schedules, of course, some nights, you know, we would eat dinner together, some nights we wouldn't, some days we would eat meals at the same time, but they would be completely different meals. Sometimes we would cook and eat the same foods at the same time. It really depended, but I'd say probably about 50, maybe 70% of the time we would eat meals together. So Paul, why don't you go ahead and describe, you've got kind of two different situations, so why don't you describe the first one? So um, my sophomore year of college, I moved into an apartment with three other guys I went to high school with. So we all knew each other pretty well. All grew up in Rochester, went to the same high school. And so our situation was, we actually were pretty organized. We would eat dinner together most every night, most weekdays, and we would get the same groceries. So someone would make a grocery run on the weekend and a couple of us would help cook and the others would clean after the meal. And usually we ate together at the same time. And Weekends, it was kind of just whoever's around, it's on your own, but we kept track of who bought what and how much they paid for it. We're all engineers, so we like spreadsheets. And that was how we managed everything, and it worked pretty well. Yeah, and I ate meals with Paul quite a bit at this point in his life, and I can confirm they ate dinner together pretty much every single night. They would take turns cooking, they would make menus, it was, very cute and unusually domestic, I think, for a group of college boys. Just <laughs> unusually domestic. I think that's the best way to put it. That's a compliment. <laughs> so describe for me your other situation where you had roommates and you were living somewhere else. So once I graduated, I started graduate school at the U and moved in with some guys I knew from marching band and a few of their high school friends. So we lived in a small house. There were six of us total, and we hardly ever ate meals together. When we did, it was kind of a big deal. It was a celebration. It was community time. Um, but the other times, we would just, whenever we were hungry, we'd go into the kitchen, make some food, and eat it. We would do grocery runs together, got a lot of the same food, and we would split the cost between everyone but I would mark down, you know, I don't want to eat yogurt this week, and then I wouldn't pay for that. So that was kind of our method, and, but it was on your own for cooking the food, on your own for cleaning up after yourself. So 
a bit different than what I started with. Yeah. So obviously, between the three situations we've just described, there's a lot of different, I guess, ways that you can coexist with a roommate. Obviously, one we haven't mentioned is where you live with people that you don't know and people that you don't like and people that you never see. But obviously, that's not the most ideal situation, not one that we have a whole lot of experience talking about. So we're going to be just talking about different pros and cons of living, cooking, eating situations with kind of the different tiers of roommate involvement. So Paul, tell me a couple of pros and cons of the situation you described living in the house where you were living with several people, you did the grocery shopping together and split the costs, but you didn't eat very many of your meals together. I'd say probably like none of your meals together barring special occasions. So describe yeah. what was good about that, what was bad about that. What was good was definitely being able to get the same foods so we could get some bulk foods and that way the cost was a bit cheaper and that saved some space in the fridge versus everyone each having their own half gallon of milk. So that was definitely a pro. Um, another pro being that we could eat whenever I wanted. So maybe I don't get home till seven or eight, I could eat then. I get home, I'm hungry at four, I can eat then. So it's a lot of flexibility but you do have that benefit of eating the same foods. Um, a couple cons, fridge space comes back. So even if you're buying the same groceries, you might be cooking similar things and both ending up with leftovers and that takes up space in the fridge. So that was something that we had to deal with. Um, another piece would be if you're making your own food, then you have to do the cooking, but then you also still have to do your own cleaning, which is fine. As long of, as people do their own cleaning. <laughs> right. Stuff can build up in the sink and sometimes you gotta, you gotta get that taken care of. So obviously the flexibility piece is something that you really liked when you were living in the house because you got to kind of work that around your crazy grad student schedule. And I can imagine that for someone who is really independent, maybe for somebody who's moving into a living situation where they're not very familiar with their roommates, I mean, you did know some of them and you knew of others, so they weren't complete strangers, but if you're somebody going into a living situation where you're acquaintances at best, maybe a situation where you are all taking care of most of your own food would be more ideal for you. So definitely something to think about. When thinking about my situation with my roommate Danielle, which was kind of in the middle, you know, we ate and cooked together probably about 50% of the time and we went grocery shopping together. I think the pros for us were that when our schedules matched up, it was so nice to be able to prepare food together and then eat together. It was really nice, A, for us just to get to spend time together because we were friends, we are friends, but when you're in two completely different college programs with different jobs, it can be hard to spend time together. So meals were really where we got to connect through like deciding what to make and cooking it together and then sitting down to eat and then obviously sharing the duty of cleaning up. So that was really nice. Don't laugh. <laughs> I think I did a lot of their dishes. Well, we did most of the cooking when you came over. So This is true. So definitely that was a pro for us is that when we were both free and home at the same time to eat meals together, it was really nice to get to spend time together over a meal. 
And I also liked the flexibility of, you know, if I have a class, a night class once a week where I have to eat at like 4.30 p.m. and then I don't get home until 9, there isn't really that like pressure of, oh, well, we were going to eat dinner together or, well, I guess now I have to, you know, there wasn't that pressure there or anything like that. It was nice to be able to be flexible. And definitely it was really nice that we did grocery shopping together and we split the costs. We had a spreadsheet that we were tracking on to keep it sort of even, but after a while of living together, we sort of knew, okay, grocery shopping for the two of us, if we go once a week, barring any like large unusual costs like allergy medication, which is like stupidly expensive or whatever the case was, our bill was going to be about the same. So we would just say, well, I paid last week, you'll pay this week. Or if someone had gotten groceries, the other person would get the dominoes because we also got <laughs> dominoes probably about once a week-ish. So that was definitely nice about our situation. And then, Paul, why don't you go ahead, pros and cons for your living situation in the apartment with your high school friends. The biggest pro was definitely having people to help cook and have, help clean. And even, even if not all of us were cooking, we were usually sitting in the room watching TV. So it was just a community time that we had pretty much every day to talk with each other. Well, we were all introverts. We didn't talk that much. But can it confirm. Was, can confirm. <laughs> it was still good to have that time together. Um, it was actually a really big pro for me because I was in the marching band. So I'd be at rehearsals from four to six, sometimes later, six thirty-seven, and I would get home and there would be food already made. I just have to reheat it sometimes. So that worked out really well. And then obviously I did a lot of the cleaning while I was in marching band and made sure they didn't have to deal with that. And then once we were in the spring, we traded off duties and still ate food together. So that's obviously a really big plus. Um, a downside of that is you're more structured. So if you're someone who's got a busy schedule, you've got marching band, you've got night class, you've got whatever it is, then you might not always be home when other people are eating dinner and you have to eat your own food or heat it up afterwards. I think it really comes down to what your preferences are. Honestly, it was a great situation. I'm struggling to come up with cons. Well, there was, um, and if any of Paul's roommates end up watching this video, I do genuinely like you guys a lot, but um, Paul definitely eats the most vegetables of you this guys. Is true. And so when the four of you were living together, whoever was in charge of making the meal, which was usually not Paul, as he said, um, they usually wouldn't prepare anything with vegetables outside of like a marinara sauce or like sauteing some onions for like tacos or something. So Paul didn't have a lot of say and if he wanted vegetables, he'd have to go out of his way to make them. Yeah, we would usually get maybe like an onion, a, a bell pepper and a tomato and that'd be about it. And I would probably eat over half of those. I'd throw them in scrambled eggs put them in tacos, whatever. But usually if I didn't say, hey, we should saute onion, then it wouldn't happen. So that's, that's a con potentially, is if you have different, different eating habits, different things you like to eat than your roommates. So there's definitely some compromise that happens there. Yeah, or if you are somebody who prefers a particular 
um, eating pattern, maybe you're vegetarian, vegan, maybe for health reasons you are gluten-free or something else like that, a super communal food situation might not be as ideal for you because if you're vegetarian and everyone else in your apartment eats meat, well, they're going to want to eat meat likely when they're preparing food and that means that you might not be able to eat it. So one of the biggest tips for any roommate situation, whether you're talking about groceries, whether you're talking about whether you're having people over, what you do in the apartment, big, big, big tip is communication. I know that sounds obvious, but there are so many situations that I've had personally that I've heard my friends talk about where the issues you're having are really stemming from the fact that you're not communicating what you need or what you want with the people you're living with. So in cases where you're going into a new situation or maybe you're not loving the situation you're in currently with you know eating cooking cleaning it is really important to kind of say that so let's say that paul really didn't love that his roommates never ever made vegetables it might be something that he would say like guys do you think we could do this more or maybe um danielle and i were kind of lax about our tracking of budgeting and spreadsheeting and we were okay with that but if I wasn't okay and I wanted us to track it more stringently it would be up to me to say that to her because otherwise how would she know? So jumping off from communication two sort of sub points within that are communicating about your budgeting and tracking of expenses when you are living in a communal food situation because not every person, not every college student is going to be in the same place financially that you might be and this could go a number of ways. Maybe you are the roommate who is in a pretty good financial situation and you really want to prioritize organic fruits and vegetables, you really want to go to a more luxurious grocery store to get items that you like. That's fine, but if you are sharing grocery expenses, you need to be aware that your roommates might not be in the same situation as you. Maybe they are struggling a little bit more financially and they would prefer to go to a less expensive grocery store and purchase less expensive items. I mean, let's not lie, organic food can be pretty expensive. So definitely, and communication, 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 definitely make sure you're saying to your roommates sort of what you're hoping for, what you can afford, what you can't, and making that very clear rather than leaving it a gray area because especially when money is involved, it can get really sticky really fast. The other side of that is if you and your roommates decide that you're going to share expenses, such a good idea to be tracking that in a spreadsheet or in an app so you guys all know what you're buying, definitely be reimbursing each other frequently I would say. I don't know how often you guys reimburse each other in the apartment, but not often. Not often? How about no. in the house? In the house I think we Venmo each other every couple weeks. Okay. So that was more frequent. Yeah. But definitely set the expectation for if you go grocery shopping and one person pays, are you expected to pay them back that week? Are you expected to pick up the next bill? What is that going to look like? Definitely be the be you should be the person who's more on top of it. Don't just let it slide and let it slide, let it slide. Be the person who is on top of it. And it really comes down to just setting expectations as soon as you can, really. Whether it is that you're going to pay everyone back in a week, in two weeks, or whether you're going to wait and just track everything till the end of the semester. If you 
don't say anything, then no one else might. So be proactive in setting expectations so that if you are more financially insecure, that your roommates know that, that they're comfortable with that. And just making sure that you're talking about expectations for budget, expectations for cooking and cleaning. There's almost this unwritten rule where if you do most of the cooking, then you shouldn't be doing any of the cleaning. That's someone else's job. But if you don't say that, then maybe someone's gonna end up cooking and then cleaning and doing all the work. So you really wanna make sure everyone's on the same page about that. And obviously people are different. Not everyone's going to be as straightforward, as open about what they're expecting. But you gotta understand your roommates and figure out how to work together as a community, as a team. Yeah, I like that word, team. So I think communication along with the managing of expectations and the keeping track of the budgeting, which all kind of, again, fit back into that broader theme of communication is probably the biggest tip I have for anybody in any kind of communal living situation. I mean, heck, like technically we are roommates along with being married and communication for us around like, hey, I just finished dinner. Would you mind emptying the dishwasher or let's get groceries this week? You know, talking about it, be clear about it. Just like, I don't know, talking? I already said that. So to wrap it up, I just also wanted to share a couple of things that I've learned about living in communal housing situations, particularly in college apartments, although these several of these will apply for off-campus living situations as well. And again, a lot of this is going to sound like common sense, but you do not want to be that person at like 10 p.m. with a broken refrigerator and have no idea what to do. So just bear with me for a second. When you move into your apartment, you should know where the breakers are for all the um, fuses, all the outlets in your apartment. And if you notice all of a sudden that you've just plugged in your toaster and your blender and you turn on the oven and all of a sudden half of your kitchen is dark, well, you should know where to look for that breaker switch, how to reset it, and then hopefully that'll be the end of your problems. We've had a couple of situations in our apartment where like our hot water heater wasn't working or our fridge shut off for some reason, but we knew, okay, before we panic, let's go look at the breaker, let's reset it. And both times that that was the case and it just fixed it. But also be aware if you're living in especially campus housing, be aware of the number to call if you all of a sudden realize that your fridge is not working anymore. It's not running. It's like 60 degrees. Um, I had that happen to me living at a college apartment. Our fridge just kind of turned off and we don't know what happened or why, but we knew right away what number to call and our facilities on campus was super great. They brought us a new fridge like the next day, which was so nice. But definitely keep those numbers handy. Put them on your fridge, arguably, and just be aware of the different ways that you can problem solve when things are going wrong. I'd say also a tangent to that is I find it really helpful to keep a thermometer, just a little thermometer in my fridge and my freezer so that if I'm ever concerned about whether or not it's working the way it should, I can just look at the thermometer and know, oh yeah, my freezer is below freezing. Yes, my fridge is below 41 degrees. We're good. Another tip, and this is going to sound really dumb, but I didn't grow up in a house with a garbage disposal, so I had to learn this one the hard way, but when I'm washing dishes, if there's a garbage disposal, I'm not putting 
small utensils or small pieces of silverware into the sink with the garbage disposal because <laughs> I was in a living situation. This is so funny. Renee, if you see this, I'm sorry. I'm calling you out. But I was with a roommate who was deaf and could not hear and did not realize that there was a spoon in the garbage disposal. And she turned it on and it made the most awful noise. <laughs> and one of our spoons got super, super chewed up. Um, so we learned that one the hard way. Definitely not her fault. It was really funny. It's still really funny. But if you're washing dishes, don't put small stuff in the side of the garbage disposal. Just, just don't. Bad idea. Don't do it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching and for joining me this National Nutrition Month. Um, I hope you guys found these videos helpful. I absolutely love talking about nutrition and college life, so the fact that I could do a whole month of videos combining my two favorite topics is kind of the best thing ever. Also, super glad I got to do a video with my husband so you guys could meet him. He's great. We love him. Um, and so be sure, if you like this video, go ahead and give it a thumbs up. Go ahead and subscribe. It helps me out so much. Definitely go follow me on Instagram. I am at FeedThatNation. Go check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com, where you'll find fun, tons of recipes and other just fun, weird stuff. We have a weird time over on my blog, to be honest. Um, but until next time, my name is Natalie Nation. And I'm Paul. And we'll see you soon.